listeners, it's Wednesday somewhere, and that means you're listening to Spoiler Alert. This week, we have decided to continue our look into the siblings of Hollywood by stopping at the Baldwin household. As always, a full spoiler alert is in effect, so we can freely talk about when the Boss Baby and Templeton put their differences aside and just became brothers. You know, they just they just pushed it away and just became wow. brothers. Anyway, okay, so it doesn't beautiful. matter. Uh, I'm joined uh, via Zoom teleconference by Sonia and Sean. Hi, guys. How are you? How was your Hi. week? Good. How are you? I'm 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 doing fine. It's uh these pre-records are getting busy. You know, it's mm. uh but uh, here we are. Um, so as I mentioned, we're talking about the Baldwin brothers today uh, in our, what is this series even called? The sibling, sibling series? The, well, the, but it's not sibling only siblings, rivalry. is it? It well, is what, siblings. It, yeah, what else is it? Yeah, we, we just I don't know. keep I like thought, riffing on this. For some reason this. I thought we had parents, but we, we haven't. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I, no. did, I forgot. That'll be, that'll be February. We've been crawling down this sibling rabbit hole for a while, and honestly, you guys, I think this week we strayed too far from God's light. I we, agree. Like, We're too far into the shadows. This one we did. <laughs> this one felt it got, dark. It got it got pretty dark. Okay, so so just for a, a bit of background on the people who might not be aware, but there are four Baldwin brothers. Um, we're all familiar with Alec, but then there's Daniel, William, and Stephen as well. Each of them have a, an incredibly strange career, which upon review was honestly quite shocking when you <laughs> see that this guy that you think you've never heard of has been in 800 movies. None of them you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about what I'm going to call our favorites today. Uh, <laughs> but um, guys, Let's just jump in. I just want opinion. I don't want fact right now. Who's your favorite Baldwin? I'm sorry to Daniel, Stephen, and Bill. (laughs) It has to be (laughs) Alan. It's gotta be, right? It's gotta be. But here's here's the thing, though. Yeah. I find Alec Baldwin profoundly insufferable as a human being. But, like, the, the the man or the work? Well, I think a lot of the work is good, but I honestly think a lot of the time it's because he's kind of playing himself. Because, yeah. like, I think a lot of his best roles, you know, like 30 Rock, Boss Baby, it's complicated, which Sean and I will talk about later. <laughs> um, he just plays this, like, fancy jerk. And I honestly yeah. feel like, especially based on some of the things he's been arrested for, like punching someone over a parking ticket um, or getting thrown off a plane because he wouldn't stop playing a phone game. Or calling a um, paparazzi um, a gay slur. Yeah. He's, get, he's always getting in trouble. Leaving expletive voicemails on his daughter's voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> like, the list goes on. So, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's my favorite in terms of his output, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know about as a human. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that. Well, I don't know that we're talking about that necessarily. But let's frame the question in this way: uh, I'm taking you to a movie, and I'm forcing you to pick one of four movies, each one that stars a different Baldwin brother. Which one are we going to? I guess like, Alec. It has to be Alec. <laughs> but if you were, <laughs> if, we, if you sat me at a dinner dining room table, four Baldwins and me. I don't know who I would find more enjoyable. Yeah. And I think, like, 
you know, I don't know that Alec is the answer to that particular question. But, <laughs> I don't think uh, there's I don't a right answer to that question. I don't know who's keeping the conversation I, crackling. That's I'm not sure. Maybe. I think if Polly Shore joined, I'd be able to get through that, that meal. <laughs> I think if Polly was there to sort of bridge that gap, but that's neither here nor there. So um, the, I think the consensus on Spoiler Alert and in the world is that... <laughs> Alec is the superior uh, brother for whatever reason you want to call it, you know, looks in the late 80s and 90s or <laughs> uh, or, or acting chops. But, uh, you know, here here we are. Um, so on the other side of the spectrum. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share. I know that this is the radio. I'm aware of that. Um, I'm going to share a picture of all four Baldwin brothers. And yeah. we're going to try and figure out which one we think is the hottest. Okay. Um, so this is now wow. more, a more objective uh, version here. Uh, listeners, if you simply Google Baldwin Brothers and select images on Google, um, we're going to we're gonna go... Oh, it's loading. You know, the thing, about, the thing about these Baldwins is that there's a very Baldwin-y face, isn't there? Yeah. There like, is. There is. The, Strong and genetics. You know, like I don't know. Do you know? I looked up their dad, and he doesn't look like the ball. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a Baldwin face, and so this is all coming from mom, I think. Wow, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> listeners, the the first the first um the first link uh is for, is on people dot com of Baldwin brothers. There's the four of them there. Uh, we have Alec, and then the the one. The middle left has got to be Steve, right? They look like the, gangsta- Did you think the far like one was Alec? Movie. Because the far one is Billy. Yeah, no, the far one's not Alec. The, okay. the, the center right is, is Alec. Yeah. And then that leaves Steven on the, on the, on the right here. No, that's actually- Daniel. That can't oh be God, Steven. Really? Oh, yes. That's right. Steven's the little one. I'm Steven's sorry. Steven's the I weirdest misspoke. looking one. I'm sorry, He Steven. definitely is. Steven's but the runt the of the litter. He's the youngest. And but then Daniel, Daniel looks a little bit like Martin Scorsese. He does, but he yeah. also lost a ton of weight, and like he is shaped up by quite a bit. Well, but, okay, Daniel who's... has very public addiction issues, so maybe he yeah. ditched a few bad habits. I think so. Um, but who, who's the and hottest honestly, one here? Daniel's the only one that hasn't received a Razzie nomination, so maybe we're discounting <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, we're counting him out. Maybe. Um, wow, honestly, in this Billy. photo, I'm looking at Daniel. I mean, not Daniel. <gasps> um, William. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy. They all Billy, run together. I was like, I was shocked by that, Sean. I think, I think in this day and age, it is between, like, I don't think Alec is a part of this conversation anymore. I'm sorry, big guy. You know, you've, you've, time has taken its toll on you, yeah. and we all know this, right? But um, I think Steve is underrated here in terms of he's got like a weird pout going on there. This is true, oh, but I mean, they all have that pout. They all have those icy <laughs> husky eyes. Just looking Very good through you. No, All I'm right. gonna go William through and through. Mm, okay, let's get it. We're getting a different angle here. This actually makes it way harder. Uh, this is not pleasing. I've switched to the second image, and now this is almost impossible. Frankly, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think it's still William. <laughs> it might be. Oh my god. He looks like a... young. He looks like a younger Alec. Honestly, he does. Yeah. We've, so, listeners, we've got the second angle here, and I think I have to agree with Sonya at this point. 
Steve has just lost. Like I, the camera got too close to his face in this one. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to get and, these faces uh, out. Of, you got to get these out of here. <laughs> okay, Alex is strong. Number two. Okay, thank you, thank you very much. Um, I think I think one of my things with Steven is that the first thing I ever saw him in was the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas, Viva and Rock so I can Vegas. only see him. I can only see him as Barney Rubble. Maybe. Interesting. But that would be better than the picture we just saw, which yeah. is a is a bit odd. Um, okay, you guys. So now um let's talk about performances. Mm-hmm. Uh so, so um we're gonna go a bald one at a time and yeah. uh just highlight any of your 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 best or worst performances. It's okay if you do have one or the other, that's totally fine. Um I will also say that in preparation for this episode, I found out that quite a few performances that I thought were Alec were, in fact, Daniel or William. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my brain, like, if Alec it's very is booked, obvious. You just move down the line. I think um, so. Jeremy, psychologists refer to that as the Baldwin effect. <laughs> it happens to literally everyone. <laughs> well, there we go. Because I will, yeah, I'll, a few of these movies I will never look at the same again. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I was just so surprised. I was so incredibly surprised. Um, all right, so let's start with the lesser known Baldwin, which is Daniel. Uh, do you guys have any notable performances from him at all? Okay, I can so think of one. <laughs> I looked. Um, I saw that he's in Hawaii Five O and Greg Gardens. Um, but I looked yes. at his um, I, his filmography, of which there are 138 projects. You guys, I have heard of none. How is that even possible? <laughs> I know, I know. He just is doing all of this Gardens? work. I've only these Hawaii Five O and Great Gardens are the only two I've heard of. Same. And that's the that's the new Hawaii Five O, right? Like the yeah, the, the modern the, one, not the old. The, okay, yeah. I literally tried to look up a clip of him in Grey Gardens, and I couldn't find one. Uh, yeah, who's that character? Maybe he plays Big I... Edie. <laughs> <laughs> that is Jessica Lange's slander, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he, I don't even know who he plays in it. He plays Julius Krug, but I don't know who that is. Okay, Julius Krug. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just uh he's probably just like sweeping in some office in one scene or something i don't know i haven't seen great gardens maybe he's uh, like the filmmakers i don't know i literally you guys i tried to do a little research and then i just gave up <laughs> <laughs> unfindable um, sorry daniel daniel uh his most prominent role for me is in um john carpenter's vampires oh. um and he plays a vampire hunter in a vest and uh oh, the vest, vest. is yeah, the vest is doing a lot of work to kind of hide what lies beneath, I think. Um, and I I have always thought that this was Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it really looks like not, him. Yeah, I, uh, I, I thought this was it. There's James Woods. Uh, I'm, listeners, I'm showing him a picture of, uh, of Daniel in um, Vampires. And uh, I was literally shocked to find out that this was not a, a like, awkward Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I was blown Jeremy, away, in fact. I'm going to have to quibble with you on this one. I don't think the vest is hiding anything. I think it's accentuating a beautiful and voluptuous All, oh, that's All these curves and no, swerves of a vampire. That's curves totally and fair. swerves. I'm here for it. It's... I've, I, I always felt it was a little awkward in motion, but that's, that's <laughs> well, neither that's here nor maybe, there. Yeah. Maybe in motion. It's a yeah. different story. Not, not, to, not to mention that James Woods is also 
completely awkward in motion. But it's <laughs> neither here nor there. They, he puts on a stellar performance, and I love this movie, but I almost feel guilty that I didn't realize it wasn't. <laughs> Honestly, the wrong one. They, they're so used to it by now. I watched a clip of, um, I think it was Daniel and William um, making a joke about uh, getting mistaken for Alec and how much Alec hates it, actually. <laughs> Which what? is funny. I mean, it's true. But I could see, I mean, I don't know. I could see mistaking not Alec, like any of those other three. I'd be like, it's a Baldwin. Whereas with Alec, I'd be like, there's Alec Baldwin. Mm. I don't yeah. know you guys is. Unfortunately. Yeah. But he doesn't like it when the other ones get mistaken for him, which is funny. Well, well maybe at this point, selfish. I would do it on purpose then. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Okay, you guys. Um, yeah. Ever, listeners, watch Grey Gardens and see if you can spot the Baldwin. That sounds like a fun game. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's uh, let's skip to Stephen, who I think honestly, well, Stephen and William both really surprised me this week. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but um, you can't talk Stephen without talking Biodome. That's uh, true. And his uh, uh, when he told Alec Baldwin he was thinking about doing this film. He said that is the surefire way to end your career. <laughs> and it and it, and it kind of did. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> um, you know, I I I have such trouble. Like I think of Encino Man as a poly- we have to do a Polly Shore. We've talked about it for years. Mm-hmm. I think of Encino Man and how like different those performances were, right? Like like Polly Shore was there, but he wasn't the main character and there's all this stuff going on. Versus Biodome, which is just like two Poly Shores sort of functioning yeah, in like a sealed you need environment. Some, you need a straight man to keep the the story sort of going. And with these two just like slavering, it's not... It, I don't think... I haven't seen Biodome in a long time. I don't yeah. think it's gonna... I have I have fears that it doesn't hold up. <laughs> I'm surely pr- I'm sure fa- surely founded, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, look... <laughs> Stephen Baldwin's also in The Usual Suspects. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is probably his, uh, like, most, uh, you know, serious, dare I say? Yeah. And uh, he does a great job. Yeah, it's, I feel like he's really good It's really, really good great work. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if, um, like, I, in a way, maybe it could have brought him back if the next thing he did after that was a bit more successful. But Usual Suspects also flew under the radar pretty hard as well. Um, just with a lot of celebrities who are either up and coming or not so hot anymore. And Steven. Um. But Steven's still getting, <laughs> Steven's still getting work. Uh, in 2007, he, um, he took part in Ty Murray's Celebrity Bull Riding Challenge. Where he injured himself, so, <laughs> so you know, only thirteen short years ago. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin is also the icky Republican Baldwin, um, and he's like a born again who Christian. loves Trump. Yeah, yeah. so oh, I don't really? feel too bad for him to be a hundred percent honest. Oh man, Ooh. there's been okay. a lot of apparently a lot of familial fallout over that one. Really? Oh, can you oh, believe? I guess yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's not surprising. I watched a film with him in it this week. Um, it's called Threesome. Have you guys ever heard of it? Is it uh, about old... two Baldwin brothers and a woman? Or... <laughs> and a third Baldwin brother? Oh, God. 
<laughs> that's the what's that's the uh the game this week no um <laughs> so this is uh Stephen baldwin plays sloppy stewart um and he is dorm roommates with josh charles who is a neat uh fastidious man very odd uh odd couple and then uh lara flynn boyle is accidentally assigned to their dorm room because she has a gender neutral name and so then they all three are living in this like uh dorm room that causes major problems and i have lived in a co-ed dorm room my basically entire university career and i never faced all these sexy shenanigan issues that they got into they all basically fell in love with each other um even the men with each other Josh Charles is like struggling with his sexuality and is attracted, oh. very attracted to Stephen Baldwin, who is Ooh. attracted. He's really attracted to Lara Flynn Boyle, and Lara Flynn Boyle is attracted to Josh Charles and is always trying to. They're all always trying to trick each other into sleeping with each other, and they have this really freaky uh, sibling relationship. Kind of, they're always and <laughs> sometimes you cut like. They cut to other characters in the movie, and they're just like, "God, they're gross." <laughs> they... <laughs> yeah, it's um, oh. it's a it's a really terrible, it's a really terrible film. <laughs> so like it they get all the are Sean like, stamp of approval. Yeah, they always are talking about how like if the other two were merged together, it'd be the perfect person. Like Lars so Boyle. Weird. Like here's Josh Charles read poetry, and she is writhing around on a table with, like, sexuality. She's so horny for literature. And... (laughs) Oh, God. And then there's there's a part where um, Josh Charles is reading, and then he sees Stephen Baldwin, like, uh, exercising or something, and the camera pans on his, like, flat, sweat-panted butt. And then he... And Josh Charles is like cocks an eyebrow like okay (laughs) it's so (laughs) weird it's really weird they really try to sexualize him anyway i feel like it just it really tried to be sort of a sexy stylish film and it just was it was really bad really bad script and it succeeded yeah this sounds insane (laughs) so i don't think i suggest it. it for you guys but you know just know what's out there that's that's fine. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for doing that for the group. Yeah, thank um, you. Uh the next the next bald one I would like to talk about is a bit more prominent. Uh I think I could be I don't you guys could disagree and that's Will, William Baldwin aka Billy Baldwin. Um I I don't know does he go by one particular like is this a Marky Mark situation or I don't know. I've heard I feel like I've heard people refer to him as Billy mostly. But... Absolutely, yeah. But um uh I again thought he was Alec in yeah. Flatliners. <laughs> oh, and, uh, Flatliners! Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen Flatliners. Uh, well, Sean says, but um, it's about a group of college kids who are experimenting with like basically um, uh, shocking themselves so that they die, and then a minute later they bring themselves back by re resuscitating, and um, a lot of freaky stuff happens. There's lots of visions and stuff. And William's just there the whole time. Billy is there the whole time just saying, like, we need to bring him back. Like, that's his role in this movie. (laughs) Um, As time gets longer and longer. 
Uh, it stars uh, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, and Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, he's 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 minor at best. <laughs> he's just sort of around the when, table. Yeah. When you're with as, those three, I guess you're the yeah. You're the bottom of the totem pole there. Yeah. Well, uh, Oliver Platt, I think it's Oliver Platt who's in there as well. Um, again, sort of not on the the forefront of the story or anything. Um, but William. William does shine in a little movie called Backdraft. And I don't okay. know if you guys have seen this movie, but it is I, we real good. Or I real haven't. Good. Real good. <laughs> it is very good. Uh, Backdraft is about, um, he's a New York firefighter, and uh, there is a thing that happens called a backdraft when you're in a fire, and it's when where, like, the fire. air... Uh, <laughs> kind of. You sort of. Why did I think that was so funny? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it is? Um, anyway, it's, uh, the air gets trapped and the fire burns without oxygen. So then when a door is opened or any kind of thing, it like makes this huge fireball. Anyway, in the city of New York, someone is lighting fires and the only way, only man who can stop it is William Baldwin. Um, Robert De Niro is also in it with Kurt Russell. Mm. Uh, it's directed by Ron Howard. It's a really great movie. It's crazy. It makes no sense. It's so good. It is so good. And, uh, he and Kurt Russell, I, they like... They do this thing in the movie, and it sort of has, like, transferred into all firemen. Like, when I think of a fireman, I think of these gentlemen from Backdraft, which is a problem. Because they essentially wear no protective gear, an open coat, and a helmet the whole time. Oh, no! <laughs> they're, so they're dressed constantly... for, a, like, a, a firefighter calendar to do actual uh, firefighter work. I don't know. They they Sometimes they look pretty legit. And then there was, like, a big thing about... Because I was young and, like, interested in movies. And all the fire's real. Because it was mm. too early. So they had to figure out how to get all that stuff to work. Oh, dangerous. Um, yeah, no, it was very cool. Anyway, um, he does give a knockout performance in Backdraft. And uh, I I did not think that it was Alec. So I think that's probably oh. a pretty good tip of the hat, sir. Um, <laughs> that's tip the of the bar. fireman's hat for you I think I think personally that knowing that it's a different person is probably a good situation um, that's step but, one uh, of being an actor <laughs> letting people know who you making are. sure that people know that you're not someone else yeah <laughs> um, but yeah he's had a pretty decent film career I would say I don't know what do you guys have you seen any of his movies at all well, like, maybe this says ha- more about me than it does about Billy, mm-hmm. but the only two things on the list that I have seen are Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which he's in for a cumulative of about one minute. He plays he plays her um, like police detective partner on the TV show that she plays in oh, the show. Oh, that's right. And that's he, so it's funny. actually really funny. Yeah. Um, I've, there's this one joke where he says something about like I guess you could call that a dixical. <laughs> so funny to me. Like twelve years later, um, <laughs> but so he's like perfect for that. And then the other thing that I think he's really good in is the Squid and the Whale. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I haven't seen that. No, a Bombback movie. He is he plays the tennis instructor who Laura Linney starts to date. Who Jeff Daniels like hates, and he's just very like, "Hey, brother, chill out!" Like the whole time, and it's a very funny role. But I feel like he's perfect for it. So those are honestly the two things. But out of those two, I'm like, he's a star. I uh, yeah, I think I think he is like like a 
a lower upper Baldwin, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. It he's seems the, like he's the making best some of good the choices. Lesser Definitely. Yeah. He, he was in The Purge, so oh yeah, people got some eyes on him in that. I don't know what his character. Did you was. see it? Oh, Sonny, I'm not watching The Purge. <laughs> Who do you yeah, think I am? <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. There's a there's a Purge TV series. Oh no! Oh god! What do you, what do you do? What do Just you what do the world that? needs. Every episode, yeah. new purge. There's a purge. <laughs> there's a purge a week. The purge. The, the purge week. Oh my god! The weekly purge. <laughs> the weekly purge. Oh, what is it this week? Oh my god! Uh, That's um, like but, me cleaning uh, my apartment. I call it the weekly purge. <laughs> More like bi-weekly, if I'm honest. <laughs> my week that's 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 a crazy amount of time no, in a pandemic like every every two weeks not every not i, I knew this was going to be i knew this was going to be a miscommunication <laughs> i should have known i think uh i think i think that we're my family's more of like a bi-pandemic cleaning situation ah, fair. yeah i think that's probably <laughs> probably closer every, to the truth every but... two pandemics you clean <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's been a while okay, hey? that was really good <laughs> that is exactly the while. joke i was hoping to make <laughs> and with that swing and home run sean we will uh take a break and listen to a word from our sponsors you're listening to spoiler alert on 91.3 fm cjtr regina community radio we are tuned into the community uh, you're back listening to Spoiler Alert, 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Today we're talking about the Baldwin brothers. Never thought we'd get here. But first, um, does anyone know what time it is? Does anyone have any idea what time what time it is? A quarter past uh, Steve and 12 minutes to William. Gordon <laughs> to Billy. Well, that's that's those were pretty good answers. But it's game time, people! Wah, wah, oh! wah, wah. For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, it was like 10 minutes this week, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, we all have a good laugh. Sean and Sonya, you guys ready to play the game? Yes. I am ready for this game. This week's title is My Promise to PJ. That title again, My Promise to PJ. Sean, do you want to go first? I feel like I went first last week. Wow, okay, my promise to PJ, I believe it's about, um, it's an alternate uh, sort of timelines where a man is trying, he has made a promise to his friend, uh, Patrick James, um, and he demands, he really wants to keep this, but he keeps getting caught in this sort of alternate timeline, and in each timeline he's played by a different Baldwin brother, because... The circumstances that brought him there, like, has changed him slightly, but not enough to, you know, to get to the, his core is still Baldwin. Um, anyway, so he is just kind of still trying to um, keep his promise to PJ, uh, of which promise I don't know. <laughs> but it, it employs all four of them in the same film, so. Yeah, I think that's a smart device. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, okay. I think my promise, my promise to PJ. Yeah. Okay. Is Oh, about... my promise to PJ? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about a little boy played by a computer, um, 
altered, aged down Billy Baldwin, who on his like sixth Christmas gets a pair of pajamas for for Christmas, um, footy pajamas. He's obsessed with them. And then it becomes a bit of a Toy Story situation where the pajamas are actually sentient when the mm-hmm. parents aren't around. And the pajamas are voiced by Alec Baldwin, who uh, I think is really enjoying voice work lately. He seems to really... Yeah, it seems that way. It's a way yeah. to get a quick book. Um, and basically, uh, he kind of is playing his classic, like, brash, fancy, um, kind of bossy character. And so he's he transforms the, the little boy into this, like, more confident version of himself. And it's about sort of like through the years, the little boy trying to uphold his promise to like be a confident kind of toxic man um, to his sentient pajamas. Wow. Okay, thank you. My wow. promise to PJ. <laughs> two, two very, very different things. Um, I'm, I'm quite pleased to say that you're both not close in any way, shape or form. But if you were, that would be kind of terrifying. Uh, this sounds kind of interesting. Uh, it's pretty new, so it's a Daniel Baldwin-made film, and I don't know if that means he directed or edited or what. Uh, it's definitely about him and his friend, PJ. Anyway, um, it sort of tells about his uh, his journey through his addictions and weight mm. loss and everything. And um, PJ dies um, of an overdose of an o- from opioids. Uh, so... Um, they had made a deal that once they got sober, they would go run with the bulls. And the end of the film is Daniel Baldwin running with the bulls with his friend's ashes. Uh, Whoa. So, so he still fulfills his promise to PJ. Dan- anyway, Daniel is, runs with the, the bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in his in his his new hot bod. Anyway, um, we did not give him enough credit. Nope. Uh, no, no. And uh, this is the only instance of a film where all four brothers are in it. Oh. Um, because they're all interviewed, because they all, like, they would have known him, right? Like, they were all, so, The other um, three play uh, bowls. <laughs> <laughs> they play bowls in this documentary. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I don't know how people can see it or not, uh, because it is relatively new. I think it, like, went to festival in 2018, so then it would have come out later but i don't know if that got delayed or what but it actually sounds pretty interesting mm-hmm. so um, if you get a chance to check it out it might be worth a watch um so as uh, as mentioned before we uh we're talking about the baldwins and if the baldwins are a sunday we we talked about daniel who is the banana at the bottom we talked about steven who's <laughs> the ice cream on that banana we've talked about william who is the fudge on top of that oh. but now ladies and gentlemen it's time for the it's time for the cherry. And oh that cherry... God, why are you so <laughs> filthy? <laughs> <laughs> and that and that cherry in this instance is Alec Baldwin. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um, we've what all agreed. Hellish ice cream shop is this? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't he be the ice cream though? Also, anyway, let's maybe see. I don't know. <laughs> the cherry's not the part you enjoy I, the most. I don't think. It's not the most substantial That's... part. I think William's the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, the ice cream. Just to give you a couple notes on that analogy, Jared. I, it's it's that's either way. It's fine. This is this is it's it's not a big deal. Um, 
All right, we've already admitted that we think William Baldwin is the best Baldwin, professionally at least. I think that society agrees in some way, shape, or form. Wait, did you mean Alec? Did I say the wrong one? You said William. <laughs> well. Uh, the Baldwin effect strikes again. Well, and I think that this whole Sunday mix-up has messed with my hair. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a uh, amorphous yes. blob. They're just like... You know, they each kind of just keep morphing into each other. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, what are some of your guys' favorite uh, Alec Baldwin performances, or least favorite for that matter? Well, for me, the tip of the top is Jack Donaghy on 30 Rock. Yeah. And, you know, I okay, I said what I said before, but he really is so, so good in that show. Mm-hmm. And he brings a lot. And him and um, Tina Fey just play off each other so beautifully. And just some of the best lines in TV history, I think. Like Absolutely. when she's like, why are you wearing a tux? It's after, if that, it's after 6 p.m., Lemon. What am I, a farmer? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's definitely up there for me, for sure. Uh, and I think, well, there, there are these things that happen with Jack Donaghy. And I wonder who writes them. Because every once in a while, he has... It's kind of like a monologue. Mm. Um, and uh, at one point, he's got this really great moment where he pretends to be Tracy Jordan's... Is that the character's name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy Jordan's father. And they have this like therapeutic breakthrough where they sort of get resolution that they always wanted from their fathers. And it's, cr- it's wild. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. It is absolutely crazy. But the best thing is that at one point, he gives this monologue about how like someone can be a famous actor in movies in the 80s and 90s and then like slowly break out of that and then decide to do a TV show and have quite a bit of success but they know they're still lesser than a movie star <laughs> and it is so funny it mm. is so clever um yeah um he is well he and Tina Fey are the cornerstones of that show as mm-hmm. intended but um yeah such a crazy character <laughs> It's wild, but so so good. crazy, yeah. Sean, what about you for Alec? Um, well, Alec has been like in a surprisingly high amount of like critically acclaimed films. He mm-hmm. was in The Departed. He was in Blue Jasmine. He was the husband in Still Alice. Mm. Like, I, it's I, I don't feel like I didn't really realize it at the time that I was like, why is Alec Baldwin playing the, the husband? <laughs> yeah. Um. He's in every SNL episode that's ever been created. Um, well, that's not and, true, but... <laughs> <laughs> and he's also in a film that I watched this week called It's Complicated. A masterpiece. It's um, very good. <laughs> a a My- masterpiece. A masterpiece, exactly. <laughs> um, so I watched this this week. Uh, it is about um, Alec Baldwin and Meryl Streep. They are... Uh, a couple that has been divorced for 10 years. Um, and now they suddenly strike up a a relationship again. And things are messy because Alec Baldwin is married again. Their children are grown. Um, and it's just like the literal, just like whitest problems. Yep. <laughs> Nancy Myersy kitcheny film. Yep. Just like that <laughs> has ever existed. It's wild. Rich white woman gets a new kitchen, has affair with ex-husband is basically <laughs> the logline of this film. Literally. And I'm like, why is everyone like, not, like, oh my God, her chill. there's a part where her children find out that 
they like had an affair. Not had an affair. Well, I guess they did. Anyway, when they find out that they've been like sleeping together again, and these three like twenty five to twenty seven year old children like are hiding in bed, are just like they're like so sad, and I'm like, you guys, your problems. Like, nothing has changed in your life. They still are not, like, they've been divorced for 10 years, and they're still divorced. Uh, they're just, they, I was so annoyed at them. But Meryl's really good. She's obviously frantic and neurotic and uh, a, a bakery owner. And Classic. I love seeing, I love seeing actors who have never probably, haven't probably touched a glass dome in their life, like, adjust croissants and just like yeah i'm just uh, behind the <laughs> counter here <laughs> <laughs> where i feel so natural <laughs> where i feel right as rain <laughs> yeah i kate how do you feel about alec baldwin's performance in this movie though because kate, i don't know if why it's just is the his way voice the like that written why is what he talks like batman <laughs> yeah, he's <does>. like <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is just kind of his voice, but it really stuck out to me. I I rewatched this this week also. It's all I could get my brain to do. It was as much as I could do. Um, and I was so annoyed by him. And I think it's just because the character himself is kind of a jerk. But, like, he doesn't respect her boundaries. He never listens to a word anyone else is saying. He's so self-centered and, like, Oh, he just drove me insane, honestly, which I'm like, maybe that was an effective performance, I guess, but yeah, I don't know. Um, And also, oh my gosh, there's a few parts that were so made my skin crawl. One is when him and Meryl first get drunk and sleep together, and then they're lying in bed just like, oh, what happened? And then he just puts his hand over and grabs her <laughs> vagina and says, honey, I'm home. And he, I like, was like, it. what? You can't do that to Meryl Streep. He like connects to her like, like pelvic bone. It's so yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah. And then, and another part, this is, I don't know if this, if the radio is um, accepting this, but there's a part where Meryl, they, to, to cover up for uh, their affair, Meryl's forced to say the words like, yes, I love ejaculate. And it's like... I prefer a lot of sperm. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, does someone hate Meryl Streep? Like, why are they making her do these these things? Sean, she has range. I'm telling you. We're talking about this. Meryl's not afraid to get gritty. No. No, she went there. Soon she'll be Batman. And it's going to be great. Wow, that would be incredible. Yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, I'd watch that. Come on. If she took Robert Pattinson's role as Batman, I would really like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. But I would like it if she was one of the villains. Yes, yeah. I'm also interested to see what... I think Robert Pattinson's very talented. And I think that, like... I think we're ready for, like, a a more down-to-earth... You know, like a $200,000 Bruce Wayne. Like, that's what I'm looking for. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, money's not no object, but he's got to decide. Like, you can have the car or the plane, not both, buddy. Okay? (laughs) Jeremy, do you think that you can buy a plane with (laughs) $200,000? Yeah, of course you can. I don't know. (laughs) 
But, uh, okay. Um, I would like to talk about a little movie called uh, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, which um, harken, which takes us back to what I would like to call the skinny Alec Baldwin days. Which mm. I think at some point there is a line. Um, because... Like in the in the day he was like he was a super hot dude, right? Like like that was his oh. like big thing. Fox Fox Fox. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and I don't think I don't think the skinniness was like the defining thing, but there is a point where he he declines in hotness and it does coincide with his puffiness and <laughs> right. kind of old man inflation. Y- yeah. And like, oh, you know, I don't I, Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> As someone currently you know. going through my old man inflation, I take umbrage. I don't. The thing I'm saying is, it's like it's, his size is not the thing that defines it, but they happened at the same time. I think that's true. Yeah. And uh, I, I also wonder if there were um, like things in his career that affected both, like, you know, oh, he had to take time off because he had kids. Like, I, I don't know. But like that sort of thing would maybe happen but um you know a lot of performances around this time glenn gary glenn ross i'm mm-hmm. lumping a whole bunch together um hunt for red october like really like mainstream good roles where he is at the center of everything with his completely black slick backed hair mm-hmm. and um you know like these are just good alec baldwin movies like that's like beetlejuice is a great movie like it's just through and through and you know there's so well in beetlejuice there's so many good performances it's it's kind of hard to nail it down but um you know him being obsessed about dying just apparently works for me for longer than i care to admit and with those (laughs) like like his little glasses sitting on the bridge of his nose Mm. like Mm -hmm. yeah things really things turn out quite sexy for alec baldwin and beetlejuice (laughs) (laughs) i'm inclined to agree we don't know we don't know how we got there but hot hot dog if we didn't get there hot dog Um, we did uh i i would also like to talk about a little movie i i hope that you guys haven't seen this because i really want to like like expose i want to be the one but have you guys seen the shadow no no okay so, Alec Baldwin's a superhero called The Shadow, and his superpower is that he can turn into a shadow, and he has a gun. Uh-huh. And he also <laughs> okay. pays a lot of people to, like, work for him, and that's, that's his thing. Like, that's, that's his, that's his, that's it. That's the whole, and, um, you guys need to watch this movie. It's kind of terrible. It's aged horribly. It's super <laughs> offensive. But it's still pretty good, and it is. It makes no sense at all. It's great. It's you made really, a strong really case great. there, Jared. It's so great. It, Honestly, it a, a shadow with a gun. Time. That's terrifying. Oh, it Bunch makes it's wild, you guys. You got to watch it. And in fact, I really hope that that's what did the career in. Like, I I hope that that was the last point, the checkpoint before he came back. And now I'm going to try and find it because it is absolutely insane. And everyone needs, everyone needs to watch it just to know, you Mm -hmm. know, like you just need Mm -hmm. to see it with your eyes. 
because uh, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe me if I, you don't believe me now. I just told you, you don't believe me. No. But uh, you got to check it out. <laughs> it's <Right>. crazy. <laughs> yeah. His name is, uh, hold on. His, his character's name is Lamont Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> so good. It's so crazy. Oh my God. Anyway, um, does anyone else have any, uh, Alex or Baldwinisms before we move on to a, a little segment called What You Watching? I do not. Honestly, I think that wraps it up for me. Uh, you know, I think that uh, sometimes on Spoiler Alert, you go through something and uh, you learn quite a bit about the way the world works. Yeah. And other times, you just find out that those weren't all Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's about all the lessons you get from that. Um... Yeah, and uh, let's let's all just try and find my promise to PJ. Let's all just agree okay. to do that, and then rate that Baldwin's on that merit alone. Mm. Uh, with that wrapped up, and I assume we'll never talk about it again. Uh, what are you guys watching? What you watching? Well, I watched a movie that I actually forgot to talk about last week when we were talking about the Gyllenhaals. Um, oh. A little movie by a director I think we all quite enjoy here on Spoiler Alert named Bong Joon-ho called Okja. Have you guys seen this? I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, no. I haven't. Yeah. It's, it's really, weird, really it's good. It's a pig? Yeah, the super pig. It's a, it's a Netflix cool. original. It's, um, I would say it's like a kind of a broad satire of late capitalism and mass-produced food and... Tilda Swinton's in it. She's this, like, really creepy CEO of the company. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays this absolutely unhinged, like, TV animal expert who just, like, loses his mind over the course of the movie. Um, The main actress, I meant to look up her name and I forgot, um, who plays, like, a 12-year-old Korean girl. I mean, she is she is a little creepy. <laughs> she's she got also, the range. She plays she plays. So Okja is one of these super pigs who's been. They basically. Oh no, I I don't have time to explain the whole plot. I started to do the thing where I went into way too much detail. Anyway, she's really good. Um, it's just like it's a it's a really interesting, heartwarming, upsetting, thought provoking, funny, confusing movie. No, <laughs> that's nice. my list. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Sean, what have you been watching? Okay. So I watched a series called The Undoing. Mm. Um, And it stars Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. They're rich doctors. They have live a perfect life in New York. And then all of a sudden, um, a classmate of their son, his mom, is murdered. (gasps) And it's quite the shock. And then they find connections start forming between them and the mom. And things seem to not be what they are. And, you know, it basically is just a million twists and turns. It's very soapy and dramatic. And you will gasp, like, four times an episode. You'll just fully gasp out loud. Nicole Kidman uh, is just... she is filmed walking around New York half of every episode. She just walk, 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 long red hair, long velvet coats, um, just struts in New York. And then she just um, gets, somebody tells her shocking news and she's just like, what? Like, 
Uh, I'm, I swear to God, four times an episode. Just her receiving horrifying news and just being like, what? And it's like, it's incredible. And How? the ending oh, is wild. Yeah. How big little Lizzie is it? Um, You get sort of those vibes, but then things just go further. And there, mm. oh, there's a really insane lawyer. She's not insane, but she, she's got the drama. Uh, she, anyway, you know, I won't really spoil it because I can't really go into a lot of it, but you should watch it. It's only six episodes. It. It's, it's on my list. Nice. That's good. Well, that sounds good. Um, as you guys know, I have been watching more of the same things and working through James Bond and whatnot, so I don't need to keep bringing it up. I will, we'll talk about it all eventually. Um, but I would like to talk about a little show that someone in my household has become quite fond of called, uh, Kim Possible. <gasps> now, now this is a show that has brought a lot of glee to my house, but I have never seen it. Like I, this is the first time I've ever had any kind of interaction with it. And, uh, some of the things are crazy. Mm-hmm. Some are good. Some are bad. Um, the theme song has prompted a lot of questions where I have to explain what beeping an individual is because <laughs> homegirl beep, doesn't beep, know. Beep, 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 beep. Like she has no idea. Uh, was that go, go power Rangers? Yeah, it was. I did the wrong <laughs> okay. tune, but I forget how it goes in. the. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. Um, it's something but like there, is, there is one character, the name escapes me, but the villain work in Kim Possible mm is amazing and the Uh one i want to bring up is a man who is rich and then he got surgery done to become more ape-like and has become a monkey ninja who trains other monkeys to be ninjas yeah and and uh it's it's quite fun it's quite they go into space um you know it's 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 really crazy stuff and like really inventive and goes a bunch of ways that you never think it's gonna go and uh yeah it's just like a, a crazy weird show that yeah. i might recommend to other people who don't have children but i don't know yet it's pretty fun honestly it's crazy yeah and i feel wild. like kim kim possible was a real innovator in the little shirt big pants arena yeah i don't know how those <laughs> pants stay up at all <laughs> you know nope, not about to be time. seen no, no she has a belt. But there's a waist width gap in there. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, it's something to watch. Uh, does anyone else have any other mentions for what you're watching? Oh, I forgot to mention that Paul Dano is also in Okja. And he's oh. also really good in it. And I just, I feel like I love him in everything. I'm waiting for the, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Paul Dano movie. It's coming. I don't know what, what it's going to be. I don't know. Oh, you did. Oh, it's a hypothetical. At some point, yeah. At some point, what Hollywood they has seem... to intersect itself. <laughs> I feel like that's not that. That can't be. <laughs> They're not. I would love that as universe. a buddy movie. Yeah, and maybe Paul Dano is a, a a secret agent, and The Rock is a zookeeper. I don't. I'm not I sure. It. I love it. But I think it's got potential. Anyway, you guys, that's all the time we have. Uh, I'd like to give. A shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. 
uh, my co-hosts Sonia and Sean, everyone at CJTR, and of course our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, as available as a podcast on CJTR's website or anywhere else so you can get a podcast. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric's coming up next. See you guys next week. Bye! Bye.